Ho, 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 hello, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett, and I am a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, and this is a podcast dedicated to children and play therapy coming at those things from a child-centered perspective. And I'm not going to lie, I've been stewing on this podcast for like 10 months. It occurred to me in February of 2020 that I had some particular kind of beef with Santa Claus and the culture around magical creatures that we have and that we encourage children to have some kind of relationship to inside of their lives. But you can't do a podcast about Santa Claus in February. You have to wait and wait and wait like a child waiting again for Christmas when you know it's so far away and you're so excited about it. And I've been waiting for months to talk about my particular issue with Santa Claus and with the magical creatures in general that we support in children's lives. And I want to preface my complaints with the reassurance that I do very much believe that having a relationship to the magical or the mystical or the the wonder of something that there's a there's a beauty in all of that and there's a reason why we all feel compelled to cultivate that inside of children. It's, it, it grows that space inside of ourselves. The world can feel more magical and somehow even more meaningful when it has these sort of unreal elements to it or these symbolic beings or these imaginary beings that we have some kind of relationship to. And so in that sense, I really do endorse and support putting that magic into children's lives and finding ways to join with them in that magical, heart-filled, wonderful space or whatever kinds of things people are trying to cultivate or put into, say, Christmas and Santa Claus and that sort of thing. But Santa Claus in general is a remarkably not child-centered individual. Santa Claus makes judgments on apparently every action and categorizes them into good and bad. And then to start, Santa Claus can be a vehicle in that sense or a projection of our own consequence-reward system, which is definitely limited in terms of what it can cultivate in an individual if we're trying to, say, train children through a certain kind of system. And it also is an outdated way of looking at behavior, is a judgmental way of looking at behavior. And even even part of the Santa Claus mythology is that Santa will bring you coal, or Santa will bring you, you know, coal, if you misbehave. That there is the possibility with Santa Claus that you won't receive anything at all. And the reality is, and this is a reality of a lot of homes that use punishment systems frequently, is that those punishments are hard to implement. And some of the sort of most drastic punishments, like you're going to have your whatever taken for a month or you're blah, blah, blah. These like, so all your toys are going in the garbage. These sort of like big scale threats. Like instead of getting something for Christmas, you're just getting coal. 
The consequences never even followed through upon anyway, or at least, gosh, I hope not. If you're, if you're a child, if you were a child and at, at some point you received coal as a, uh, as your Christmas present, that's, uh, yeah, my apologies to you with that. So to begin, the whole system of gift giving is strange and problematic in itself, but the, the biggest problem that I have personally with Santa Claus, and I'm just giving myself like full permission to rant today. It's the holidays, I guess. The bigger issue with Santa Claus, at least for me, and you can put the Tooth Fairy into this boat, you can put the Easter Bunny into this boat. You can probably put all all kinds of different things, at least here in the United States. You know, these these are the kinds of mythical beings, magical beings that we support being in children's lives. And all these magical beings do is give people stuff, really. They just provide gifts. They don't have any other function. And you could probably say that whatever sort of mythical beings are in a, a, alive in a culture at a particular period of time says something about that culture, and we certainly live in sort of a magical consumer culture in many parts of the modern world at the moment where objects can just magically appear out of nowhere and seem to be made in these places that you don't really have any connection to. I mean, it's a there's something magical about that whole process, and our mythical creatures are just these beings who have zero relationship to us beyond delivering us the goods. And I think what's tragic for me is the tragic, like I'm being dramatic today, but I think what's tragic is the the loss, is that there is so much potential inside of that magical space for children. You can use that magical space with children for all kinds of things. You could name that they're visited by some sort of entity, an angel of some kind or something, when they're upset and they feel alone, who will be there with them and can provide them some kind of comfort. You could say that there are beings who live inside of your home to help people find things or help people keep track of things. You could say that a particular jelly bean or something that your child takes every moment will help them feel more confident and comfortable at school that day. You could say that a rock inside of your child's pocket can send a jolt of love straight from that rock to their heart and that every time they touch that rock, they will feel in their heart that they are loved. You could say that there's ancestors that a child could have, that people in your family or people in the human family that are encouraging us and that are pulling for us and that are offering whatever assistance they can. You could say that on Christmas, Santa flies over the globe and showers the globe with joy, then you can feel it the moment you wake up on Christmas and that that joy helps us all get through the winter or something. There's a lot of different things you can say to a child regarding mystical creatures and magic and the world. Because the other shitty thing about Santa is that a child then gets to a certain age and is like, oh my god, this was all bullshit. It was all bullshit. Santa wasn't a real thing. I love talking to children about Santa, by the way. 
and their discoveries that Santa wasn't a real thing. I, I obviously don't, like, reveal to any child that Santa isn't real. You know, I can walk that line, but I, I just like hearing those stories. But then what happens at that point is that a child could go from experiencing some kind of magic in the world to having a relationship to some kind of mystical being, and then it goes away. It goes away. It's like, oh, none of that was real. None of that was real. I guess magic isn't real. I guess mystery isn't real. I guess there's, of course, there's not some mystical being that does all these things. Because I think using that space with children in other ways, like, those things can carry forward in a different kind of way. You could still have a relationship to an object or to a being when you grow up under a different kind of format where you're like, you know what, this, but this thing does make me feel loved. I think there is love contained in this thing. I've been putting loving energy into this thing for a long time, and I've been believing that it's transmitting loving energy to me for a long time. Like, it's, it's real to me. It feels too easy to grow up in the world and lose relationship to the magic and mystery of being alive. And so, from all of us here at Playtime, which is just me, regardless of what traditions you involve yourself in, or what your beliefs are, or whether or not you sign on to the fable of Santa Claus or not, I hope you have some moments of magic and joy this holiday season. And that's all I've got for this episode of Playtime. Thank you so much for listening. Head to patreon.com slash playtimepodcast or the support the show link if you would like to drop a dollar in my virtual hat. And head to barnetchildtherapy.com to see more of my work. And yep, I will catch you all next time. Thank you.